Hello, and welcome to another discouraging episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> wow. I am Catherine Weigel, and I have lost 150 pounds, and with me today is... Donald Weigel, loser of about 100 pounds. Loser. See, Here to discourage you. <laughs> See, it's the way you say a word, it's like someone's a loser can be a negative thing, but you're a loser and it's a positive thing, so it's all on how you spin it. You know, I just got the meaning of The Biggest Loser, <laughs> that show. I just- it, You thought it was a single entendre yeah, and I now you realize it was a understood double. it. You've, you've explained it to me and the light bulb has finally gone off. Wow. See, we're learning things. Yeah. We're, we don't know it all, but we're here to- we're, We have open minds. We have uh, growth mindsets. We sure do. And um, if there's anyone who knows more about failure than and us- discouragement. I don't know who it could nobody be. Nobody does. No. I'm positive that no one's more negative than we used to be. Yeah. So we're going to turn that around. We're going to turn that around. We are going to do, uh, this is the first of a two-part series. Can two parts. It, can a series be two parts? Eh, sure. Sure. It is. It's our podcast. It is today. It can be whatever we want. Uh, about not allowing failure to discourage you and ways to turn it around. Because you know what? I failed at weight loss over and over so and many over times. again. I've lost for count. 45 years, really. <laughs> you, I kept really a count, you kept a count of how I many ha- times I failed at weight I, loss. Uh, I say I did Weight Watchers 20 times. I don't actually know yeah. that exactly, but I do have a lot of start booklets. It was actually 17. Yeah, but you're the kind of person who would be like, um, that was 17 times you're exaggerating. For- yeah, no, I, I was about to get offended by that voice and about me, that whole thing, but it's true. It's true. I have to accept that yeah. that's me. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, back in January of 1996, you signed up for the 14th time and- You would do that. I uh, would do that. And But the thing is, you would be super quiet about it. Like, you would suddenly be like at your computer figuring something yeah. quietly, and then you'd be like- Busted! <laughs> I went into the mainframe of Weight Watchers and God. found out that you joined seventeen times, so you're exaggerating. You know when you when you shine like a mirror when when I have to look into the mirror that is you, like it really makes me look no, like a terrible but person. That happens all the time when you when we we discuss something, yeah. and then you get quiet, yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's doing something helpful. And he's like, you know, I just looked that up. And um, so hopefully we can like we can further make me look terrible to the listeners. Oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> if we want to talk about my terribleness. As, as we go through this. It's fine. Yeah. It is fine. to look- But like we talk about it too. The the uh, microscope under which celebrities are held. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, we fact checked blah, blah, blah. Like Catherine Weigel only did Weight Watchers 17 times. Yeah, like, yeah. She's, you know, she's no longer longer inspiring. I know. And you are a weight loss celebrity now, so uh, I, I feel like you the microscope is upon you. I know. It, it's always funny to me. I don't know how much of a distance I should keep between me and the people who are inspired by me, but <laughs> there are times when people- So inspiring. So inspiring. But people be like, oh my gosh, I'm fangirling. I was like, Wait, Catherine Weigel? Not <laughs> not Catherine Heigel from Grey's yeah. Anatomy? Like, yeah. do you have the right Catherine in mind? Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know, but I don't know if I should keep up a distant mystique or if I should uh, if I should just let the, let everybody know what I'm really like. Uh, I'm not really sure what's more You've beneficial. You've kept up a distant mystique throughout our entire marriage, and it's kept me coming back, so <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, there is no... 
I am. Uh, I am just. No, I've seen it all. I yeah, think, at this no, point. it's all there. There's I think. no. Mystery. Although I'm, I'm constantly astounded by the reveals that you've given me in the last couple of years about secret eating, and like even like recently, like you know, parked in parking lots, like downing McDonald's food that I had no idea was happening. Like it, it scares me. Like if you actually wanted to have an affair, I believe now you could pull it off. Ah, uh, no, it's mostly <laughs> an affair with a big. Neck. I understand. Understand actually, that, I understand that you're too tired to actually have one. No. But. The only thing I'm interested in doing in secret is eating. Yeah. So I actually, I went into the bedroom, the, uh, was it last night? And I was like, you let me go into the kitchen by myself. I could have You were really eating. mad. That would have been the you perfect opportunity. Really you made me escort you out of the kitchen into the bedroom, and then you went back, and I didn't do anything. <laughs> anyway, I didn't secret eat, so I'm putting that in the wind column, but... Uh, Right under his eyes, I could have been doing that. I know, I know. All right, we're uh, we're going to get to the point here, which is not allowing failure to discourage you. We're but, gonna we're gonna give you some uh, tips on turning it around. And speaking of tips, we're gonna do a tip of the week. Tell, tell everybody, and then turn later. the tip around. Wow, and that was the unexpected. <laughs> uh, and at the end, we're gonna have a little product of the week. Pow! And it's a real product. And it's uh, a real product. We are gonna talk about Wolt Place, but the product is not wool place. Nope. And uh, yeah. So now we're going to talk about, we're gonna about tip. tip of the week. Tip of the week to tip you. Tip of the week to you, tip darling. Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you. Uh, so our tip of the week is make a distinction between what would be nice to do yeah. versus what is a must do. Mm, and what do we mean by that? Well, I think a lot of times I know I put a lot of pressure on myself to check things off my to-do list. Yeah, for sure. And it can be very stressful and you can put undue pressure on yourself to achieve things that are not actually critical to your day. Yeah, like I go into the weekend, like all week, it's like I don't have time to get certain things done. And then I go into the weekend and I'm like, okay, I have these 14 things I want to get done. And, you know, is it going to be, it's sort of realizing, is it going to be a disaster if I don't get my car washed? No. Like, it would be really nice to get my car washed, but, you know, is it going to actually be a disaster? What might be a disaster, though, is if I don't go grocery shopping. Right. Like, because so, I actually need food to get through the week without eating the wrong stuff. So, the keeping in mind the thought, is this item going to move the needle in my progress in what's critical to my my future. I like that analogy. Uh, moving the yeah, needle. Yeah, it wasn't as I, I didn't say it as as uh, wordsmithily as I had hoped I would, but but basically, will getting my car washed be part of my health journey? Yeah. Nah, no, nah. But if you dial it back and say, well, you know what is like Donald said, it's really critical that I buy groceries. Is it critical that I go to the farmer's market and spend a whole day meal prepping? Yeah. No, that would be nice to do. But in reality, if all I can do is buy buy a bag of baby carrots and buy some pre-washed, pre-bagged lettuce, then stick with that. So your ideal self can often be in conflict with your practical self. Yeah, or maybe even like have groceries delivered. Like that was our uh, product of the week last week or tip of the week, one of those uh, last week. Um, You know, maybe even have them delivered. Like if you have to, you know, if you got other things you have to get done, but figuring out what's really, really essential versus what are just things that you, you know, want to get done or would be nice. And I I think too, and this maybe could be an entire episode um, and we'll talk about egos later in the show. Oh yeah. But 
our ego wants to get what we want to get done done. Like I want to go get my nails done. I want to go, you know, see a movie. I want to do these things. And then we feel like it's not fair when we don't get to accomplish the car wash or going to a movie. But if we dial it back and go, you know what? Making the bed isn't going to improve my life right. in measured ways. It would be nice to make the bed. Right. But what's more important is podcasting. And, and so the bed lays fallow. <laughs> <laughs> but I spent years and I still struggle with it, you know, valuing myself based on what I was checking off of a to-do list. Like saying to myself, well, if I don't get, you know, six things done, if I don't get these six things done, then I don't feel like I've accomplished anything as a human being. Well, but and two, but I think we get um, we we pout about what we want to get done versus what needs to get done. Yeah. Like I want to go to Target and look in the dollar bins for an hour because that would be fun to do. But practically speaking, I need to buy groceries. Right. Or I I really need to I want to prioritize working out. You know, making your health the, you know, an essential thing, you know, that you have to get done is is important, but you know, dusting may not be it, I was actually would, just going to talk about It would dusting. be really nice to get that done, but it's not 100% essential. Like it's the dust will still be there the next time you get around to it. It sure will. <laughs> um so again, Really consider, is this a must-do or a would-be-nice-to-do? And, you know, this is another thing that's sort of occurring to me just as we're talking about it. Like, I would sometimes come up with, you know, oh, I've got to get this dusting done. And, you know, then I wouldn't get my meal prep done or I wouldn't have healthy food in the house. And then it would be a nice excuse for me to eat junk or to totally. eat to get fast food. I think this might be its own episode. Yeah, maybe. maybe Let's just it keep is. going. No, but <laughs> to that end, the more stress we put on ourselves to accomplish more than we can practically, the more stressed out we are with our families, the more snippy we are with our kids and our colleagues, the yeah. more annoyed we are. Or the more snippy you are with me. That is true. I do do that. <laughs> no, but I've had to do that. And I, I think I talked about it. Like, I want to go to Target. I want to go to Michael's to get a new frame. I want to do this. I want right. to do that. And the more we are snippy about it and annoyed, like, oh, gosh, I can't even go to Michael's by my blah, 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 Oh, I'll totally go to Michael's with you well, later, by the way. I want to do that, but maybe while you're out <laughs> doing your thing. Anyway, okay. we we're gonna we're gonna uh, put that in the parking lot for a conversation offline. We're but- discussing our errands for later today <laughs> on the podcast. But we get annoyed because we feel like we're entitled to a life of leisure where we can get every single thing done, and it's not practical. And we're putting ourselves in a situation where we get annoyed, and then maybe we make stressful choices and we yeah. make impulsive choices, or oh no, I've done so many things, I don't have time to meal prep, so I'm just going to go to McDonald's <laughs> and get one of their Mac burgers. <laughs> I don't know what they call. It. I love how you're pronouncing it, though. I was trying to think of what a, a Mac burger. A Mac burger, um, but. We set ourselves up for failure by stressing ourselves out. Don't do it. That's yeah. the tip of the week. Tip Don't of the it. week to you. Don't do it. Tip of the week to you. That's your tip of the week. Don't do it. <laughs> Wait, what was our tip of the week? Um, so now we're going to get down to being discouraged. Yeah. And I, um, over and over again with weight loss, and, you know, we talked about it recently with coming back from vacation, I would let failure discourage me from continuing. 
And I think a lot of times I would use it as an excuse um, to go back to my ways of just eating whatever I wanted. And, um, you know, if I didn't see immediate results or if I, you know, if I quote unquote slipped up and had a meal that I hadn't planned on, then I would allow myself to go reeling back into, you know, madness essentially. Oh, oh, I've had one we meal We need to out. do a gif of you like grabbing your head yeah. and oh, Definitely. There's got uh, to be a better way. I, I want to be a part of every GIF if I can. Um, and, you know, the idea here is that there are, you cannot let the failure discourage you um, or you, there are ways to get over the letting the failure discourage you. And uh, we're here to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think to start out, and uh, this is something that I'm working on myself, is starting by defining what failure means to you. Like yeah. really thinking about it. A lot of times we use words and don't actually think of like, what is failure? Like is, And I, I have to ask myself this too. Like failure is, you know, oh, well, uh, it's obvious that I'm too dumb to get it done or I've done too many. Like, oh, oh it's not. That hurts that. my heart even to hear you say that as an example. No, but, you know. We gave up for 40 years over and over and over again. And we saw one meal out, like Donald said, one, um, you know, rise on the scale as proof that we were failures. Right. And we this this whole episode is just going to be about sort of reframing that, because um, as we've learned that. Actually, you you found an article. Maybe we should talk about what the article is just in general so yeah, that people and, don't ste- think we're stealing uh, and, content. And, you know, there's lots of this where th- – there was an article um, on uh, – I think it was lifehack.com by a gentleman named Ryan Clements, 12 Things to Do When You Get Discouraged. And it was one of the inspirations for this episode. And um, it, the article is not at all about weight loss, but, you know, we – make everything about weight loss. Isn't everything about weight loss? There's lots of good advice in it. And we've, we've taken our own experience and we're adding to this and we're adding points to it. But, um, it's sort of the, the basis for, uh, for where we're going here. Yeah. So the first thing that we want to cover, uh, that we're sort of paraphrasing from his article is failure is simply feedback. It is just part of your education. It's not okay, well, it's over. Like, it's obvious that I'll, I'll never run a marathon. It's yeah. obvious that I can't lose weight. We overgeneralize a specific event and say that it is like, this is the punctuation pouring on our weight loss and it's over. And now we're just going to go back to old habits. We've been hearing for years and years, our whole lives that you should learn from your mistakes and, and learn not to do them again. And then we get to weight loss and we just don't allow that to sink in. And I honestly believe that I would not be where I am today with my weight loss if I hadn't had all of those years of experience in what what didn't work for me. And it was finally figuring out what would work for me and realizing that all of those quick fixes, all of those um, you know, get thin quick schemes and all of those things that I hated doing that I couldn't sustain for the rest of my life, like just weren't going to work for me. Like I had to do Atkins, which is now called keto. I had to do that like three or four times and 
before I realized I couldn't stay on it forever. And it every one of those things, and also just taking those bits and pieces from the things that did work, like tracking all my food was something that I got from Weight Watchers, which I, I still use to this day. And really taking in all of those things. Um, I could not stick to Weight Watchers, but that was a piece of it that I really use all the time, learning from all of those things. And thinking of it as a science experiment has been huge for me. Yeah. In the article, he says, if we don't get the results that we want when we want it, we just need to take new action. We can choose to think instead of thinking of failure as bad, as thinking of failure as an education and therefore good. When we view it in a way that we realize that failure isn't something bad or something to be avoided, it's just feedback. It's simply an education. When we think of it this way, we d get rid of that discouragement. And I think, and, and Donald's maybe going to talk about this in the next point, but like he said, we learn every time we make a mistake. Yeah. We learn like, and sometimes we have to learn from our mistakes over and over again. And we think, and I, I we were talking, we were actually talking about this in Human Life yesterday. That <laughs> we, life. we think like, oh gosh, I don't do well when I have carbs in the morning. Yeah, I'm never going to do that again. And then we do it again, and we go, boy, I really shouldn't have carbs in the morning. And then we get heartburn and we get tired and we get you, like we put on weight and then we go, oh, it's obvious. I can't figure this out. Oh, yeah, I failed yesterday. And he I, sure did. No. I feel like I, I feel like, you know, I, I did something I know I shouldn't do. And I walked into it with eyes wide open. Are you talking we, about tater tots? We had planned on. Uh, well, that's part of it. I had planned, we had planned on taking our daughter and a friend of hers to a movie yesterday, and we were going to get a meal out afterwards, uh, pizza or something. And so I went to, I purposely ate less than I ordinarily would have uh, earlier in the day, uh, thinking that I would still have calories left for the meal. And it's something that I've, I've done before, but typically what I do is I'll fill up on lower calorie foods before I go to the movie so that I'm not starving. And I didn't do that. I just didn't eat and got to the movie theater and realized that the movie was over two hours long and I was just going to be miserable if I didn't have something. And so I ended up getting like a movie nachos because there wasn't anything reasonably, you know, calorie friendly there to eat. And so then I ate the movie nachos and then we went out afterwards and I, but rather than just being discouraged by that and thinking, Oh my goodness, I've learned nothing over the years. I, it's a nice reminder to me, and I'm actually encouraged by it now, that I know moving forward not to do that again. Yeah. And I've registered it, and I'm I'm promising myself I'm not going to do it again. And I've I think I've learned from it, and it's something well, that's going to help me in the future. And the and and like the alternative is Donald has movie nachos, and it he snowballs it into gaining back a hundred pounds. Because like I'll never learn, ah, right? Like right, and, and that's just, not you know, taking that in and just being like I'm a failure. I'll never be able to do it. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> We're very good actors. Oh man, such good actors. So I think, um, and and this is sort of point two. We are not helpless. We are not helpless when 
our expectation doesn't meet reality. We are not helpless when we think we should have lost weight this week and we're up on the scale. We are not helpless when we indulge at a lunch meeting with a client. We are not helpless when we don't say no to the the chips and salsa at the restaurant that we hadn't planned on having. Those are not the, you know, the ending epitaphs on our weight loss journey. Like, that's not how it's, we're not going out that way. Like, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think that that we have a tendency as people to to throw up our arms and say, I just can't do it. I just can't. But a lot of times, what you're actually saying is, I don't want to, or I'm looking for an excuse not to. Well, and and failure is a generalization. Like, it is a big generalization. Yeah. Oh, I just can't do it. Well, what can't you do? I can't lose weight. Well, that's not like it's your habit that gets you to lose weight. So what habit aren't you willing to do? What habit aren't you willing to focus on? And generalizing and saying, I'll never learn. It's too hard. Those general terms are like this blanket over us instead of going, okay, well, what action can you take? What did you do? Like get down to the specifics, get down to the habits, get down to like, okay, well, you had nachos nachos aren't like no one threw a pile of hot nacho cheese on you and now your face is burned like yeah. you just ate some nachos what are you going to do next time like that's where the education part is that's the what have you learned from this experience and just remembering too that you are if you're listening to this you're probably an adult and you are probably you probably have done many hard things in your life and you oh my, are capable of hard things I would love it if like we were really big with nine year olds like for some reason like we were like Fortnite I think Fortnite's a thing. I don't know what it is. There's a dance. If someone has a Walt dance, I'd be happy. Fortnite is two weeks. (laughs) I know that much. It is. That is our joke. So, Um, Yeah, but, you know, you probably didn't know how to do your job when you first started doing it, and now you're very good at it. You probably didn't know how to parent your children at all when you first had Definitely not. And now you're very good at it. I'm so good at it. And you, you know, maybe you learned to play an instrument, maybe you learned to dance, maybe there's a hobby that you're really good at now. Um, But at one point, you didn't know how to do it. You are capable of doing very hard things. And you can learn to do this too. And trust me, like, if I can do it, I mean, nobody was more lost than me four years ago in terms of this. You know, I, we recently found a photo of me just it's days before. It's a doozy. It's magnificent. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's days so. before I got my diabetes diagnosis. And, and we wondered why he had diabetes. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's kind of unbelievable it, we how much bigger jackpot. I was. We the jackpot. It was, anyway, we'll post the photo. It's magnificent. It really shows his progress. But so, First, failure is feedback. It is part of the education. Second, uh, you are not helpless in this. Don't generalize. And number three is take the long view of your progress. Yeah, especially when it comes to weight loss. Um, You have your entire life to do this. And one week of bad eating, a vacation, a party that you've gone to, you know, what does that really mean in the grand scheme of things? Like you have your whole life ahead of you and you have to learn how to do this for your whole life. And just one bad week or one week where you've 
even done everything right and the scale still doesn't move in the direction that you want is just a blip. Like you have to take the long-term view of this. Well, and I think it ties into, uh, and I appreciate you bringing up that, like if you had a good week and things don't go well, it's like, see, it's not fair. I had actually, besides before yesterday, I'd had a very good week this past week and the scale stayed exactly the same. I'm still trying to work off a little bit of my, uh, my vacation weight. And um, I, you know, I, at first for a second, I was discouraged and then I had to check myself and remember, this is the long-term view. I've been doing this a while. One week of, of being solid on my plan is not necessarily going to make a difference. Well, and we've talked about math before and I like, like w- w- both of us had a mathematical week. Donald yes. did all the things right. And I'm putting that in, in air quotes. In She's air doing quotes. air quotes with her fingers, which you can't see. Yeah. Um, which is perfect for podcasting. Perfect. Um, I've got quotation marks that are fantastic. Um, air, air quotes making gestures are perfect. So when we start school, we start doing simple math. One plus one is two. And a lot of times in the weight loss journey, we think of actions as simple equations. I did everything right this week. I, you know, I, I ate at a calorie deficit, I got in my steps, and that should equal three pounds down on the scale. That should equal a pound down on the scale. We get really confused and frustrated and angry and feel like failures when we do everything right and it doesn't equal what we expect. And that difference between reality and expectation is where we feel like failures. Yeah. And the math is much more complicated than that. Our bodies aren't, you know, like there are general rules to follow of, you know, uh, 3,500 calories equals one pound of fat. And if you eat at a deficit, burr, burr, burr. like in general, those are kind of like the, the, the boundaries that we fit into, but our bodies don't always react that way. And for me, looking at weight loss as a more complicated like algebraic equation of, you know, Monday deficit plus Tuesday work lunch plus Wednesday secret eating plus Thursday deficit plus Friday bagel day plus deficit Saturday. Like that's more what my week was like. Yeah. And I didn't lose any weight. But a lot of times going back to generalization, I had two great days. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. And these days should make up for secret eating Thursday and bagel Friday and like – But when we don't track what we do and we don't look at the big picture of like, oh, how did my week go? How did my month go? How did my year go? And expand and expand. We can kind of go like, oh, gosh, you know what? Eating well 30% of the time doesn't get it done. So I think, you know, taking that long view of like, okay – this is just one week. This is one week where I didn't lose any weight. What can I learn from that? What can I do next week? How can I stay the course? And to continue with the the math analogy, you know, with with math, you wouldn't expect to be able to go from basic addition to subtraction to suddenly being really good at advanced calculus. Like, or, right, we're not like goodwill hunting, like, yeah. oh, I'm a janitor, but suddenly I can do the math. Complicated algebra, whatever it is, like you... But for some reason with weight loss, we expect that we're just going to magically be good at it, that we should know exactly what to do from the beginning, and that we should just be experts at it from the start. And 
taking that long view of you have to learn basic addition and subtraction before you can move on to fractions and before you can move on to algebraic equations. Like there is a there is a path, there is a steady buildup before you can get really good at it. And for some reason, we don't take that long-term view when it comes to weight loss, and we really should. Yeah. So number four is stay true to your vision and see it in your mind. A lot of times we actually forget what the end goal is. Like we think, we think like, oh, well, I want to be a size 10 or I want to be this number on the scale. And we see that as a fixed point of like, that's what success is. And anything short of that is failure. Yeah. And it's not healthy. Like that's not what the real goal is. Um, Think about what we want to create in our life. See it clearly. Um, Feel like what it would feel like to actually be a healthy person who is able to walk miles. Uh, The kind of person who doesn't get heartburn after eating indulgently. Like when you start thinking about what, what qualities you want in your life instead of just if I'm not this number on the scale this week, I'm a failure. Yeah, put your goals back into clear focus. Like, you know, one week of being, you know, either on or off of a plan isn't going to make that much difference. But think about what it would really feel like when you accomplish that goal and re-anchor yourself upon that feeling. Just, you know, how great it would it be to step on that scale and be the weight that you've imagined in your mind? Yeah. But like for me, I was last week uh, off a few times at my time of the month. I was, you know, getting back from vacation. There are many reasons why I maintained my weight and it can feel discouraging. You know, it's like you want to feel that rush of success on the scale and and you tie yourself to those those rushes. But for me, like just getting back to my habits for a couple of days. Yeah, it doesn't I haven't weighed myself like it. That doesn't have anything to do with it. But that feeling of like, oh, I'm in control. I'm mindfully eating. I'm eating food that I really enjoy. I'm taking responsibility for myself as a grown-up person. Like those feel really empowering. And it doesn't have to do with the number on the scale. It has to do with me doing what I say I'm going to do and being a version of myself that feels good. And just doing those small habits, just doing those little day-to-day things can feel like victories. And the more victories that you have in your life, the more empowering you can feel as you move forward. And just getting a taste of a small victory like you know, I'm going to take a five minute walk at lunch every day and then actually doing it like you you realize, hey, I did that. Maybe I can take a 10 minute walk or maybe I can do something else. Maybe I can prep one meal a week and just starting small and really giving yourself a victory upon a victory. It it becomes addicting to keep going with it. Yeah. Um, So number five is a big one. Yeah. Do not let your ego get in the way of your development. Mm. I am not a huge fan of feedback. I know Donald <laughs> on many episodes is like, tell us what we're doing wrong. We want to know about it. I was like, I don't want feedback. Yeah. But we let our egos get in the way of our progress all the time. What we think we should be able to achieve. The feedback, we, like we just want to do everything right. And when we are open to like, 
maybe you shouldn't be secret eating at, (laughs) you know, at eight o'clock at night. Maybe you don't have all the answers with how to do this. You know, open yourself up to constructive criticism or to ideas that you hadn't thought of. Well, it's funny. I, uh... I gave some feedback to our daughter the other night. I, I was like, hey, why are you doing X? And she was like, are this you? sounds bad from the beginning. She's like, are you kidding me? Like half the time you tell me this and half the time you tell me that. And for a minute, my ego kicked in and I wanted to be like, I'm the parent and I know all the things. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I don't know. Like half the time, I think I just make stuff up to say to sound <laughs> smart. But I like I felt like that was an important like, you know what? You're right. I don't know. Like. But I, but I think so often we don't want to look foolish, yeah. And we, so we let our ego get in the way, and we want it. We've talked about it before. We want to be right about ourselves. See, I told you I couldn't do this. See, I told you it's not worth it. Yeah. And once you let go of that, and like really open yourself up to like, you know what? I am in a place of learning. I'm in a pa- place of growth. I had, uh, you know, I, I fell back on old habits, but I'm going to try again tomorrow. And I think really honestly being open to that and being safe and like feeling safe enough to be like, you know what, you're right. I, that was not a great choice. It's, it takes a lot of courage to stand up and say that you don't know everything. You don't know how to do everything right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I want to look smart in front of people. I want to look, even after losing, you know, 150 pounds, I want to be the kind of person that everyone turns to for every answer and being open enough to let go of your ego and to say, you know, I don't have an answer for that, but I'm willing to work on it. Having that growth mindset is really huge and letting go of your ego. Opening yourself up to constructive criticism and realizing that maybe you don't have all the answers does lead to growth and growth makes us feel good. Well, and we, I mean, even between the two of us, it's hard at times to go, I'm going to give you some feedback. And like both of us are like, I don't want any feedback. Well, I think we talked about when, when I first got my diabetes diagnosis, like I, I didn't want to hear advice from the people close to me for some reason. I didn't want it to come from Catherine. So she, um, she, you know, Jedi the guys of me, it. yeah, into you know saying Heather on half size me says, and I'd be like, oh, that sounds like a good idea, rather than Catherine just being like, you know what, you should do. Um, so it can be difficult to open yourself up to advice and criticism from others for sure. Well, and being at a point too where you can talk to yourself, which I think is a huge thing, and we'll yeah. talk about this um, in the following episode, but really counseling yourself like all right Catherine how'd that go well Catherine I will now tell you how that went I set myself up for failure because yeah. I wanted to get 50 errands done and then that led to me getting magically getting takeout next to the target and like talking yourself through it and being like all right where could I have improved upon my choices today and providing your own feedback to yourself if you feel too threatened to ask a partner or a friend for feedback, really sitting down with yourself and being honest. Like I set myself up for failure by going out drinking last night, going to bed late, getting up, you know, late this morning, having carbs for breakfast. Like you often know where you're falling short. So let go of your ego, be open to 
changes and and again not seeing failure as your final nail in the coffin seeing it as part of your education and part of the process yeah being honest with myself has been one of the biggest steps in being able to lose the weight and maintain the weight loss is realizing when i was lying to myself and so giving yourself uh, honest feedback is is an important part of the process well and knowing to and i'm i'm going off script Knowing to who to what am I going to say? Who to trust with your feedback? If you have like I I have a sibling who is fit and judgy. He is real judgy, real judgy. (laughs) And uh, I wish I had as much confidence and and just like razor focus on the right way to do something. I am open to suggestion. I am open to looking at things many ways, but. Knowing who to trust with your vulnerabilities, knowing who has your your best interest at heart really matters. Um, in, in one of the groups I'm in, um, someone said that they had lost a few inches but hadn't moved any pounds on the scale. And they told their mother that. And the mother basically was like, the scale matters, and if you're not down on the scale, it's nothing. I'm yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but it like crushed the person. And g- going to the right person for feedback, going to someone that you can trust with your vulnerability or your success, who's going to give you the kind of feedback you're looking for, the constructive, helpful feedback, instead of, well, if you're not a size blank, then that you know, then you're not doing the work, like. And we've all met those people who have never really struggled with their weight, who are just like, you just need to have more discipline. You just need to, you know, you just need to not eat as much as you've been eating. And, you know, framing it in, it just should be super simple for you. Yeah. And shame breeds secrecy and secrecy brings emotional eating and eating in secret, which is something I'm still pretty good at got a minor <laughs> in it uh in college but um so th- we're not going to uh d- this isn't the product of the week but uh august 1st we started Wolt place w-o-l-t place yes um i still think it's for smooth jams but it's also for weight loss support. we only look thin place yeah yes. it's definitely not haunted um <laughs> <laughs> i don't like being sold things but uh we have uh a great group of women supporting one another. Uh, we're talking about, you know, in a lot of groups, people just focus on um, the number on the scale or what food you should be eating. But every part of our life, every vulnerability that we have, you know, ties into our weight and our health. And um, we've just created a really wonderful space, a safe place to be honest, to be vulnerable, to share successes, ups and downs. And we're all learning from each other. Like with so many different personalities, we're still figuring out how to support one another because not everyone needs the same kind of support at the same time. Um, Some people just want a place to share. Others want advice. And uh, it's just, it's been a a wonderful place and I'm super excited and it's, it's going great. And we would love for you to join there's no just because it started august 1st doesn't mean that it's closed so if you want to join if you want to feel uh as as amazing as we feel in the group come 
buy what place? Yeah, go to our website, uh, weonlylookthin.com, and you can uh, link towards the top of the page. Click on Join Our Support Group. There's more information about how to do that and pricing and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so uh, there's no failure there. We're all just learning from one another. So uh, so that's it. So, uh, so do you feel good about what we've covered so far? Yes. You do. Excellent. So now we're going to go on to the... Product of the week. Pow! Pow, everybody. So this is a, a callback to uh, my left foot. Literally my left foot. Yeah. And also my right foot is also benefiting from this product of the week. Yes. Uh, which uh, when I went to see the podiatrist about my foot issue... It's almost like getting a two-for-one deal. <laughs> <laughs> Two feet for one. Um, uh, the... The podiatrist suggested more supportive footwear. Uh, I am uh, I am forty five years old. I am a grown up, yeah. and uh, I have realized that supportive footwear actually matters. And even though I have lost weight, I don't wear heels. I work from home. Um, I felt like I was being responsible with my footwear, but uh, my podiatrist suggested Ufos recovery sandals. That's O O F. O-S. So I'm glad many you spelled O's. it because that's not how I would have spelled um, it. Ufos Recovery Sandals. Uh, you can get them at Roadrunner Sports. You can get them on Amazon. Maybe we'll include a link in the yeah, show yeah, notes. Yeah, I'll link to it. Um, but they are high arch support, uh, super cushy sandals. Um, now, they're not going to win you any dates. No one's going to say, <laughs> hey, good looking with your good looking Ufos Recovery Sandals. You're a good-looking, good-looker, and I'm going to date you. I think you make them look good. I am lucky to already be married to someone and wearing these shoes. Um, they're just big, you know, flip-flops, um, but they have really helped uh, with my uh, my foot situation. Uh, they're very comfortable, uh, and they have high arch support, which is something that I need. And I honestly took my feet for granted until I had this foot injury. Yeah. And uh, I uh, the these Ufos sandals have been super helpful. I actually, last weekend, uh, in a moment of hubris, uh, we went out and uh, I decided to wear some, some flats yep. that were not at all supportive. And I said, you know, I'll be fine in these for a little while. It'll be okay. Uh, we just went and saw a play. And uh, about 20, 30 minutes in, my foot started hurting again. And I do not want that to happen. Like, if I'm the kind of person who now has to wear orthopedic footwear so that I can walk, don't mind if I do. Because at a certain point in our lives, um, at least for me, I realized that my vanity was not as important as actually wearing the type of shoe that was going to be best for my long-term health and fitness and comfort. And... Um, so I am now the, you know, guy who's almost 50 that wears sneakers everywhere. And that's just how it's they're going to be. They're not dorky sneakers though. They, they, they pass my test. Thank you for saying they're not dorky. There are some dorky. I think I made you return one. Though. I was like, I can't. Yeah, you did you make those. me return so, one pair. So, uh, but Donald has, has still loved me wearing these Ufos recovery sandals. Ufos, they won't get you a date, but they'll keep you <laughs> on your feet. Exactly. That's their new <laughs> The fine expression. people at Ufos are uh, putting a, a cease and desist order on our uh, recommendation, but they uh, they come in men's and women's. They're very comfy, and uh, I it, it matters. And we're going to talk about how Let's old I am. Let's see if you still love me if I get a pair of them. I will. Okay. Uh, I all will. Right. You will. On our vacation, you wore sneakers all the time. Everyone else was wearing flip-flops. 
And you looked a little overdressed. Yeah. You looked overdressed. I know. I have a thing about flip-flops. I don't like them. I know. Uh, But thanks for loving me. Uh, Thanks for loving this podcast. Uh, That was our product of the week. Pow! Product of the week. Pow, everybody! Um, Thank you for listening. And uh, next week's episode, we will uh, do another further deep dive into how to not let failure discourage you. You think you got good tips on this episode. You just wait until next week. You know what? We saved all the best stuff for next week's episode. It's a cliffhanger. So if you liked this episode, you're going to love next week's episode. If you can't get enough of us, you can find us at weonlylookthin.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at weonlylookthin. And Twitter at weonlylookthin. Um, and if you have a question for us, you can email us uh, to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And uh, we do eventually answer. Yeah. And uh, again, if you're a lady, join us at Wool Place. It's awesome. It's Facebook-based, and uh, it is uh, going like gangbusters. It so, sure is. Yeah, so... Uh, and we would love to have you there. We would. Um, and uh, the next time that you're thinking about things that are discouraging and failing, just remember that Catherine and I are... An, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.